0: Hey, pull up a chair. It's Hacks on Tap with David Axelrod, Robert Gibbs, and Mike Murphy. This is all hopeful. The Democrats have a dark vision for Pennsylvania. Josh Shapiro will be a continuation of the deadly and dangerous and extreme far-left policies of Tom Wolf, Where your kids are taught to hate each other in schools. Where union bosses call the shots in this America, in this Pennsylvania here, you're going to walk as free men and women and live in joy and peace and prosperity. You're going to walk in freedom. <clears throat> you want to talk about extreme. Democrat governors around the nation here want to uh, kill babies even up to birth, and some are talking about afterbirth. That's extreme. That's denying the science. That's, that's immoral. Every baby deserves a right to life. What do you think? Every single baby. All right, Hackaroos, good morning on our special post-primary night edition of Hacks on Tap. Those dulcet tones you... Heard or from uh, Republican gubernatorial nominee? I'm going to refer to him like a magician, the great Mastriano. We're going to be hearing a lot more from him, probably to the peril of the uh, of the Pennsylvania election outcome. I, I I can hear the screaming, the muffled screams of pain at RGA yes. headquarters. David yes. Axelrod, you and I are going to pilot this thing today. Yes. What yes. do you
1: think? What do you think in a Trump year could that guy actually beat somebody? They're calling him the great. Mastriano because he may make the, uh, in one fell swoop, make the Republican chances of taking the governorship in Pennsylvania disappear. It's like a magic trick.
0: (laughs) Through the floorboards and nobody will know where it went.
1: I mean, there's always a chance, right, when you're on the ballot in a year that could be a wave election, that people who are way, way out of the mainstream... Could get swept in. He is way, way out of the mainstream. I mean, he is a. Uh, he was there January sixth at the Capitol. Yep. uh He uh, and continues to this day to perpetrate the, the uh, the whole election fraud, fraud in you know Inspector Clouseau and seek in in search of votes that uh, don't exist.
0: That's an insult to the great inspector Clouseau, by the way, who in the yeah. police national solved a lot of big cases. But you're
1: right. But he's not here. He can't speak for himself. So I stand by it.
0: I hope Cato gets him. So, I, it, you know, it's a nightmare on so many levels. One, he'll become a national thing in the hardcore MAGA world. So th- that'll that'll he'll start raising money. So he'll be a loud, loud mess there. And people have to decide about distancing a bit, but then you've got the Trump endorsement factor and the militant grassroots. I mean, imagine we're going to talk about the Senate race next, but if you're McCormick, and I think Oz is probably going to edge him this out. This is recon. in the
1: Senate race you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, in, in Pennsylvania. What the yeah. hell do
0: you say about the guy? I agree on with this. Because on one hand, you got MAGA world going crazy. On the other hand, if you're the most electable guy, if, if McCormick does make it to the general, you know, you're know you going to want distance or you're chained to a 300-pound lead
1: weight. Uh, it's going to be a nightmare. I had this discussion offline with uh, a Democratic strategist in Pennsylvania last night. And I said, man, I would I would try and ask McCormick every day if I were a Democrat uh, you know what do you think about what mastriano said today what do right. you think about and and uh and he's going to be saying things you yes. know
0: swiss cheese is a communist plot that'll be thursday and then you got to react it's bad
1: yes as a swiss cheese eater i
0: <laughs> well you are a communist so you've just proved the allegation.
1: <laughs> but um,
0: damn it there goes the pennsylvania governor's
1: race. <laughs> but uh he's actually running against josh shapiro who is Really uh, a very strong candidate, the attorney general there, who, by the way, and we talked about this last week. Remember, he ran, they ran the spot that actually helped Mastriano because right. they, they felt he would be the easiest guy to beat. And they ran a spot flaying him for all of his Trumpian positions. Yeah, Too loyal to Trump. Yeah. Too yeah. honest
0: about the election ripoff. You know, <laughs> Exactly. Um, the most cynical spot I've ever seen and a little dangerous because I get that tactic. But, you know, you are playing with anthrax here. Because it's not a great Democratic year.
1: Well, you know the old expression: "You break it, you own it." Yep. Uh, it's up now. They've got to defeat him. But I think what you're going to see, and they probably will. Yeah, and I think you're going to see a, a number of Republicans kind of step out and say, "Where well, this is where we get off, folks." Because uh, Shapiro has good relationships uh, across party lines there, so um, I think that he will. Win, but it does say something about the state of of the Republican Party in Pennsylvania that he won, and he won going away. And by the way, you know, Trump jumped on this moving train on Friday. Uh, he took out some Oz Insurance.
0: Trying to pad his numbers a little. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think he was concerned he might lose that Senate race in Pennsylvania. He, His candidate, Dr. Oz, we'll get to that in a second. And so he jumped on Mastriano when it became clear that Mastriano was going to win and completely threw over yeah, Lou, Lou, Bar, Lou Barletta, <laughs> right, a former right. congressman. Who, who was original
0: old guard Trump. When Trump first ran, he was really the first big congressional guy to get on board. Trump uh in in Pennsylvania. He's he's uh, out of the Scranton Wilkesbury area like Biden they're probably eighth cousins. And you know, it's just so Shakespearean that he would stab one of his first loyal guys in the back who's who's pure trumpy but not I don't lunatic. Know if it's Shakespearean
1: trumpy. but it's very trumpian. Right, totally. Uh, loyalty is not like a huge uh value in his world uh, except if he expects loyalty to him, but poor Barletta is yeah. sort of sitting stunned on the side of the road, saying, "What just happened here?" Uh, I, I I was Man, first I joined in line the circus
0: for- and they they picked another elephant. You know, <laughs> how dare they?
1: But um, but Mastriano's. You know, we were talking about this on the air on CNN last night. You know, and David uh, Urban, uh, who is a Pennsylvania Republican operative, uh, said. You know, well, you know, maybe there are, you know, people sort of sidle over to the middle after winning a primary. I'm hoping that Mastriano will do that. And then he comes out and gives like a crazy ass speech. Uh, And (laughs) it's pretty damn clear. I mean, one thing, I mean, one of the reasons he won uh, is, uh, you know, he is very authentically uh, a, uh, you know, MAGA plus well, election denier too. I mean yes, that is the special
0: sauce that is putting guys like that over the top. They're willing to go down the whole rat hole of conspiracy and, you know, mind control and the election was illegitimate. And by the way, in, in Pennsylvania, the Secretary of State, who in almost everywhere counts the ballots and handles all that stuff, is not elected. They're appointed. Yeah. So if this guy wins governor, he can literally appoint a, a full fledged lunatic secretary of state to oversee the Pennsylvania election process so you know there's danger to the union here which is uh, yeah, yeah this is
1: 24 implications uh but uh, you, let, let's switch over to the senate race because something occurred to me that race is is basically tied oz is is two tenths of a percentage point ahead i think i don't know how many thousands of votes that is but very few it's about twenty five hundred votes with yeah. and by
0: the way who was tweeting you last night watch oz i'm telling you i feel the doctor yes you're the wizard of oz uh, you you <laughs> no you i just was around pennsylvania some years back doing a bunch of races and i saw early where he was doing well and i thought eh, maybe he'll inch it though i gotta give Jeff jeffro and the mccormick guys some some props for keeping it closer than conventional wisdom said and it could still turn out their pitch is allegheny county pittsburgh mccormick's hometown you know you have to go back in time a little uh it has i don't know it's like eight or nine thousand absentees out so if he wins so those huge he could catch you know going in the recount i think oz will have a slim lead but yes. uh, it
1: could happen it could be McCormick. yeah but but i mean think about this mccormick uh who's the uh former hedge fund ceo who maggot himself up for purposes of this primary and hired a bunch of old trump people hoping that they could at least keep Trump out. They did not.
0: Probably had the opposite effect.
1: Yeah, but he um, uh, he could win this thing on the strength of uncounted mail-in votes.
0: Yeah, the irony is very thick,
1: and I wonder if it's going to incite you know uh, some of the MAGA people there. And oh yeah, know, I mean a lot will you know it'll be interesting to see how Trump reacts to that. Because that's the situation we're in now. This, this race is going to be decided by uncounted mail-in votes.
0: Poor Dave McCormick, who, who served with great distinction in the Bush administration in big, important jobs. Then he has to turn into Peter Mayhew. Uh, Mayhew. And people are saying, oh, Murphy's one of his references again. He was the actor in the Chewbacca suit in Star Wars. And that's what I think of every time I see Dave McCormick all dressed up and ready to be a MAGA warrior. (laughs) And now his fate is hanging, as you say, by this thin filament of late mail-in absentee votes, which fundamentally he campaigned against for a year, at least by inference, if not directly by joining the Trump parade. So in Karmic Political Hell magazine, I know what the cover story is going to be. It'll be the Dave McCormick story.
1: But he may have campaigned against it by inference, uh, but I bet you his team was collecting them while, while while he was while he was doing that.
0: Oh yeah, I am sure. I am sure Jeff Rowe was scraping the state for everyone. He was probably trying to fill out a few a night ago um, uh, while we were, you know, telling the marks at the MAGA rally that this election we've got to audit it. There is funny business afoot.
1: But I'll tell you who's watching this closely is both McConnell and Schumer, because this seat could be the seat that determines who controls the Senate in 2023. I think there's a widely held consensus that McCormick would be the more formidable candidate in a general election.
0: If he can slip the chains of the primary, which I thought he was, you know, in the time under tradition, ready to do, but now the great Mastriano as governor is (laughs) going to, is going to be an anchor for him if he can get through it. And then, you know, who knows if Oz goes full Trumpy and I, and it's in a recount, it's 800 votes. Oh no, Philly.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: I mean, they can throw the acid both ways. It can burn Republican skin too.
1: Yes. I mean, that's, that's why I raised the, the right in ballot. I mean, the, the mail-in ballot scenario, because if he wins by the slim margin of, uh, that mail-in votes provide him uh there's plenty of fodder out there for uh you know the election conspiracy people to uh to say it was an illegitimate win and that could uh could hamper him as well but i was saying this thing is really important because as you begin to scope out what's happening around the rest of the country um you know it this could be the difference and so uh the Democrats nominated from his hospital bed, John Fetterman, who is an unusual candidate.
0: Yeah, in some ways, he's got the advantage of being kind of the uncola. Doesn't look. I mean, we've seen other guys like that. Fetterman is kind of what happened if you could do a DNA sample of Bernie Sanders and Jesse Ventura
1: exactly, and, and kind of exactly. put him in a
0: beaker. Uh, so he's got that populist unPaul thing. Um, you got to look. I the the you well know that connor lamb congressman marine from western pennsylvania on paper is the perfect general election candidate but you got to give federman credit he way outraised him with low dollar internet money i think schumer and the uh, the dems were afraid to fight the left and didn't yeah. help Connor Lamb, who got suffocated. But boy, Fetterman won everywhere, even Western Pennsylvania, which was supposed to be the Lamb base. I think he carried every single county in the state.
1: And the suburbs of Philly. And one of the questions about Fetterman is, can a bald, bearded, six-foot-eight guy who campaigns in cargo shorts- And a hoodie. uh, And a hoodie uh, play in the suburban areas around uh, Philadelphia, I mean, I think it's still an open question. And McCormick, uh, maybe if he gets nominated a, an attractive candidate there. But if it's Oz. Listen, on the Oz thing, I want to ask you about this. I got yeah. asked about this. He's last no night. wizard. I'm already working on a few slogans. Yes, I know. Well, you're going to pull back the curtain on him, I'm sure. But uh, I, you know, last night I was asked about this. Uh, Chris Wallace asked me why is why is Oz doing as well as he's doing in the suburban areas? Because he actually held his own in those suburban areas, even as he, he is. The, the, That's
0: early. Why I was tweeting you that I thought watch the watch him. I bet he'll catch him.
1: All right, it's now in the record that you are. Yeah, no, 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 and it could
0: go the other way. Now we got to get those alecandy. But, but your larger point. but, But here, let me give you a reaction to that from the Republican trenches.
1: Yes, is that where you are? It's awfully dark over there.
0: Yeah, no, I'm in the freedom bunker here, yeah, deep okay, under Los yeah, Angeles, right, where okay. the anti-Trump movement meets. <laughs> we uh, we're, we're scared but they it's were a small we're, room we're, there. But go we're, ahead. we're we're going to the mount. We're fighting. We're fighting. <laughs> and th- there's some observations after these primaries I want to make later. But to your point about this, I'm suburbs,
1: sending some provisions by drone. What go
0: Republican ahead. hacks who've uh, who, who've worked a lot of these primaries will tell you: in a general election, the suburbs are squishier and more moderate. But in a primary, a Republican primary, there's plenty of MAGA, plenty of base in the suburban areas. Mm-hmm. So the suburban general election vibe is different than the primary vibe. They're a slight outlier, particularly in the bigger cities. We saw that with Matt Dolan in Ohio. We saw it a bit in Omaha with Lineman or Lindeman, uh, the third-place finisher in the primary a week ago. But there is no shortage of um, – I mean, she carried Montgomery County. I I had an
1: alter- I had an I'll alternative bet. theory. I think what you're saying is true. It's also true that all the attacks that were leveled at Oz were he's really a liberal. He's not, you know, he's not really MAGA. He's, you know, and all of that. And I wonder if that combined with his television persona created sort of a a, a, a patina of moderation uh that made him a little more accept acceptable
0: maybe i think for a bunch of primary voters there's no three-dimensional chess here trump says he's the good guy you know Mm -hmm. endorsed by trump i'll vote the trump line i i had that theory about dave mccormick but it could be true about oz too that mccormick was also you know the chewbacca thing dressed up in the costume but there were some regular republicans who knew that he was better in the general election and he was putting on an act for the marks. So I'll stick with him. I would have voted for McCormick in the primary if I'd voted in it. And so McCormick might have gotten a little extra. He's probably
1: happy that you uh, didn't say that before the primary, but.
0: Oh, no, I did. I did it in the hacksontap.bulletin.com free newsletter multiple times because I know he's a serious guy, and I kind of feel for him because I know the hell he's going through. You can see in the ads if you looked in his eyes, you know, he was like Jerry Denton blinking hostage, you know, in Morse Code as he did the MAGA stuff. But um, we we'll are seeing. So, yeah, that could have worked for either or both of them. Yeah, and that that's one point. If you look at the Matt Dolan third place, if you look at Nebraska – If you look at what might have helped both Oz and McCormick in different doses, there's still a decent chunk of the primary that Democrats ought to pay attention to that isn't going the straight-up Trump route. It's not enough to win primaries, but it's out there, and in a general election, it should be targetable. We have a split party now.
1: The Fetterman thing is really interesting to me because, you know, he does have—I mean, he's a Harvard-educated guy. I think he came from fairly—
0: JFK uh, school, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think he came from a fairly uh, affluent uh, background. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, he he has a very, very strong kind of blue-collar vibe.
0: Yeah. Oh, his optics are pure that, and that counts in our television era.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting. See, I trust, you know, there were a lot of questions last night about his health, and I think they have been stealthy about his health in a weird kind of way, but I assume Apparently that he'll be it was fine. an
0: arrhythmia, and they fixed it with a pacemaker that – through a small clot. so But there's going to be more investigation of that because people are going to want to know and he's going to have to get over that hump. The, the other thing hanging out there... Do so
1: people really give a shit if their senator is, has health problems? I, I wonder if that is the same as when someone is running for president or running for governor.
0: I agree. I don't think it's as high of a deal. And I'm sure Oz is saying, hey, get me a little medical to get for the debate so I can save his life if something goes wrong and cinch this thing. But here, Fetterman's got one problem that everybody talked about. Hasn't heard him so far. My guess is he'll navigate it. But when when he was mayor of the small steel town of Braddock, or he broke through, I think he was out driving around. He heard a call on the cop radio, so he pulled out his chrome or no, no, I think he was, think was h- house, home he a, and he
1: heard time. Yeah, right. Exactly. He thought he heard
0: a gunshot. So he was like, I'm an anti-crime mayor. So he all six six of them went flying out the door uh, with his shooting iron and grabbed the first African-American jogger he could find at gunpoint. It turned out to literally be a guy out for a jog. And yeah. it didn't really catch fire in the primary. But it is a thing. In the
1: Ahmad Arbery era, that is not a good image. Right, right. Though so
0: far, you know, Connor Lamb took a few swipes at him on it and the, the, the debate and all that and eh, didn't draw and blood. Kenyatta, yet, but that's got to get litigated a little more. Yeah. Kenyatta being the third candidate out of Philly.
1: And I'm sure the Republicans will uh, will uh, beam that to portions of Philadelphia and uh, liberal uh, enclaves to try and, you know, depress his, his vote. So, you know, we'll here, but you know, I mean, let me let me raise a question that we can only raise on hacks on tap because we're so tasteless. Go for um, it. Is it possible that there are places in Pennsylvania where that story actually would help him?
0: Yeah, we've been in the rough precincts, so to speak, of political morality before, there hmm. are. You know, uh, Pennsylvania, there's a little whiff of Appalachia there in the middle. Yeah. Uh, and there's racial tension. Come on, that was Frank Rizzo's city. So, yeah, yeah, the idea that he's that guy. I, my, my point is, I think Pennsylvania will be so polarized in the governor's race that Fetterman, if he shows some adroitness on his feet here, will be able to navigate this perfectly. So, I don't think it's quite the killer bomb.
1: Yeah. I mean, if it were going to be, I think it would have been in the primary.
0: Right, right, and it again. Look at that map. He carried, he carried Counter Lamb's home county. At least yeah. apparently, I haven't looked at the map in an hour and a half. But yeah. I think there's enough in to be able to say that Counter
1: Lamb is a good guy. So I'm, I'm going to refrain from the lamb to slaughter references here.
0: His secret service code name is now Gyro because he was on a skewer. But it was a mistake. Schumer should have got behind him. Yeah,
1: they could have well, locked this thing up. I think that they took a look at the race, pulled it. Made a judgment, and and they're and they're reluctant to, uh, I think, go to a war with the left. The left. Yeah. yeah,
0: time to pay the meter, but we will be right back. Now let's hear from our
1: sponsor. Hey X, time to hear from one of our great sponsors. Indeed, there are two sides to every story, Mike. But if you want to hire great talent for your business faster, there's just one way to do it. You need, indeed. You do. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can
0: attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours, hours on multiple job sites you searching say for a candidate, hours, hours, yeah. endless. It feels like prison you're on so long looking for the right candidate with the right skills. Indeed's powerful hiring partner can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed's Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews.
1: With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment, I mean the instant they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data. U.S. You know, Axe, this thing is incredible
0: because, come on, we both know we're monsters to work for and we we go through <laughs> yes men like uh, and yes women. At a, at a, here, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's it's a living hell. Don't ever do it. But we don't have time to constantly be searching for people online. When we need to hire somebody, we want to get there quick and instant match really does it. You know, when you invite somebody to instant match, they're three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in a search. Three million businesses worldwide use Indeed to hire great people. So let's
1: help you get into it. Here's what you got to do. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com hacks. The offer is good for a limited time, so hurry up and do it. Claim your
0: $75 credit right now at Indeed.com slash hacks. What's that address again?
1: It's Indeed.com slash hacks. Wait a minute.
0: There's a lawyer coming in handing me a card. Terms and conditions apply. Pay per qualified applicant not available for all users. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Let's turn to North Carolina because Trump had a he had a big win there.
0: Yeah, North Carolina was a with the exception of the Cawthorn victory for America. We're getting into yeah, uh, North Carolina and the statewide Pat McCrory, a former governor, kind of the old regular Republican type who didn't run anti-Trump. By the way,
1: but nobody ran anti-Trump. W- that, w- I mean that's that's, a, that's an important message. Yeah, yeah. Here. Well,
0: let me say nobody ran anti. A few ran beyond not the center of the race, but you're right. There were no open hostile anti-Trump because that's a death sentence in the primary. But McCory was clearly post-Trump, back to regular order, former governor in Nepal, and uh, people thought he'd probably lose to the congressman who had the Trump endorsement bud. Um, And by the way, the Dems are released to use my old uh, Florida. He's not your bud. Yeah.
1: or but but and went instead with this buds for you is that
0: the, <laughs> the problem is then you get sheets pretty beastly. <laughs> and the whole thing referring to Beasley the Democratic winner of the primary anyway McCurry got stopped African
1: American than- by the way former Supreme Court Justice a historic right, right. candidacy tough uh, tough road to hoe here but yeah yeah
0: uphill gonna lose um, but uh, so get ready for Bud another guy who voted to overturn the election in Congress. Uh, so he's not America's butt either. But the point being, McCrory got smacked down. It was expected to be closer, and he got beat better than two to one, and he's he's already fuming about it a little to his credit. uh, But that's a tell right there in the Sunbelt Republican Party as opposed to the Nebraskas and the Ohio's and uh, you know some other places. Uh, it's Trump land. Yeah. Now, the Congressional's a little more complicated. Madison Cawthorne, uh, got beat narrowly. There are about a hundred people running against him. Uh, you know, the the regulars were offered state senator. Uh, I think it's Edwards. I can't remember. Yeah, his it is. Person. It is Edwards. Yeah, and he was running as Trump without the crazy. So believe me, he he was no no anti-Trumper, but but he is a relatively sane Republican conservative state senator, and he was able to send the creepy and awful Cawthorn
1: out of there. The uh, national party literally 10 seconds after the race was called, sent out a big kind of, congratulations, Senator Edwards. And I I think there was such a sigh of relief because Cawthorn, I mean, he's a, first of all, he's a kid. Secondly, he's obviously a a kid who's, who's gone a little bit off the rails and or uh, a lot off the rails, a lot off the rails uh, and, you know, fell in with a bad crowd there in Congress uh and uh you know when marjorie taylor green and gates and so on are your role models you you you're bound to you're bound to get in trouble and uh he just became such an embarrassment And, you know, Tom Tillis, the senator, a Republican senator from the state, I think spent millions of dollars in this race. Yeah, really
0: put his shoulder. There was an IE that raised some national money that's also working against Marjorie Taylor Greene, who also has a primary opponent. But it's a tougher situation because you're dealing with the expensive Atlanta TV. This is more of an Asheville story. But, yeah, yeah, the Republican regulars decided this guy was trouble and they got him.
1: By just narrowly, by the way.
0: Yep. I yep. mean,
1: he lost by a couple of points. And Trump Trump reaffirmed his endorsement of him. Yeah, them.
0: that was a loss for the Trumper. But, yeah. you know, the little footnote on all this is normally these Southern things have the 50% threshold runoff, which was an old trick the Democrats invented way back when to uh, keep segregationists winning. And, and down there, it's 30%. So, you know, if you can get the. 30, you win. Well, two people did. And Edwards, despite there being several other fairly well funded primary opponents, was able to do it. I think part of the story is that Cawthorn, even with Trump, was stuck there at just over 30 percent. They were ready to fire him.
1: Trump also lost one in, in Idaho. Yeah, this is a big thing. He uh, endorsed the lieutenant governor who became famous when she when the governor left the state and she reversed all his COVID uh regulations and uh uh and that made her a hero in elements of the MAGA world uh, And but, poor uh, Governor
0: Little had to Christ I got to get on a plane and fly back and put her back in her cage <laughs> you know and then she primaried him and he killed her. Yeah. So go Governor
1: Little. Governor Little is big today.
0: Yeah he, he, little governor big hammer and yeah. she learned all about it, and she was Trump-endorsed, a, a wackadoodle, and it wasn't close. Also, in the congressional race, Mike Simpson beat off a primary opponent. I don't think Trump endorsed, but but it, it, it was the other one that had a little bit of that, you know, get rid of the establishment guy.
1: Yeah, he, uh, sort of more of a center-right Republican, yeah. I should have said this before when we were talking about Mastriano. You know, we're all sort of gauging Trump's power within the Republican Party, and I want to ask you more about that in a minute. Uh but uh you know, there's gonna be a do bill at the end of this, and we're gonna be sitting here in November and we're gonna be gauging what his impact was on this election. And if he costs the Republican Party, you know, significantly in uh in, in Senate and governors and congressional races because he Thrust people forward who, you know, ultimately were bad general election candidates. That's going to go on his account too. I, I think we're. We, this is a midterm report. This is his. Um, this is his midterm report card or his mid-year report card. But right. the end of the year report card is what what counts in many ways.
0: Yeah, and I, I can tell you there are a lot of people even who have been very pro-Trump who are like, well, can't we have the the culture war that wins with a DeSantis or somebody else? Why the baggage? There, there's also this recurring complaint about Trump, which is he's not the Trump uh, campaign-wise, candidate-wise, of 2016. Now he's the crazy old guy on the bus, and he wants to talk about the election being stolen all the time. He's not doing the, quote, good Trump act from before that got votes. So there's a lot of nervousness about that. And
1: there were, by the way, a couple of pres- there, you know, Cruz, Ted Cruz was in there campaigning for uh, right uh, Barnett uh, Pompeo, who clearly is running for president. He's lost like seventy pounds, uh, which is always a telltale sign that someone's running. Uh, he he was just needs the- to gain
0: a couple pounds in his brain, and then it would be a <laughs> win.
1: So not an endorsement, but uh, but uh, he was for McCormick. Yes, and so there was a surrogate battle going on here, right? Uh, two and uh, but Trump's the only surrogate who moves
0: numbers. I mean, I the idea of Mike Pompeo comes in, you you know, it doesn't matter.
1: Of course, of course. But at the end of the day, what we may be proving is that Trump is still a hugely impactful force within the Republican Party. What hasn't been answered is uh, is he a destructive force for the republican party
0: yeah i i I totally agree with that. I, look I think he is a i 'll even call him a superior force in the primary, but he 's not a supreme force, and those cracks will get Ooh. litigated after the elections when the perception of we could have done better, you know we could have won pennsylvania that, that 's coming as you say and then then there'd be a reassessment of both where Trump is now post election where biden is and if biden gets slaughtered the the mouths will water with opportunity and there'll be people saying trump's so risky uh so there's more to calculate here and again there's a bit of a crescendo coming in georgia where trump's number one race where the governor there, according to every poll and i believe this from the beginning is going to clean trump's candidates clock so yeah You know, but but that said, nobody is going to run anti-Trump in a Republican primary right now because it is a death sentence. And that is a mighty fact of life that is not insignificant.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, Trumpism is alive and well. That is, I think, beyond dispute. You know what that means for Trump himself is yet to be right. Yet to be determined. Yeah. Georgia next week. uh, Governor's race seems cooked and he's going to take a drubbing there. I'm interested in the secretary of state's race. Yeah, there's not a lot of polling out there. Um but the the word of mouth is that
0: Raffelsburger's hanging in there. We're both of the pit boss school of romanticism,
1: which is yeah, what are the numbers? And you also point out that the you know, you get uh you get into the south and uh, it gets tougher. It gets tougher and so uh Hey, so can we pivot over on last night just to Oregon
0: and some other interesting things because the 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 Democratic side.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Biden, and he took a loss last night in uh, in Oregon.
0: Is that done? Did Schrader lose for sure? When I last looked, there was a bunch of Schrader area vote out. You know,
1: it's a good question. I don't. know But the it's answer definitely that.
0: going to be a nail biter or worse. And that's I think it's Jeff Schrader's incumbent moderate ish. Democratic member was attacked from the left and they may beat them. So a, a, a kind of a reversal of some of the losses the progressives have had in congressional primaries to date. And I think they had a good one in North Carolina too.
1: Yes. Well, progressives, I think they narrowly won a district in Western Pennsylvania. It, that, that was a sort of progressive versus moderate fight. I'm pretty sure that Schrader, I'm going to check this out as we speak, We
0: have his cell number. We could wake him up and say, hey, Schrader, you're still a congressman? And if they get (laughs) muffled sobs, we know that it was uh – Yes. And some guy in a in a Prius running on recycled french fry oil beat him and he's
1: this is why he recently changed his number <laughs> uh let's see what they say about last that.
0: I saw all-important clackamas County was still out and he was winning what was in and she was killing him everywhere else but there's a lot of vote there
1: now this is 50 it, all I have is yeah, 53 percent the vote and, and she was up by 23 points
0: but he the what's out looked like all him. Well, a, a lot of him. But still, bad sign. Bad sign. Uh, Schrader might be, be getting shredded here.
1: Yeah, that's a shame, Okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> so you can tell we've been up late. <laughs>
1: Schrader's offense was that he was not down the line. I guess he voted against the Rescue Act and... Uh, he had he was a, uh, had some questions and forced some changes around pharmaceuticals uh, in the uh, in the ill fated bill back better bill and this was seized on by progressives and Biden himself rode to Schrader's rescue but it doesn't look like uh, the parachute was big enough.
0: Yeah, I, there, I think the interesting thing is the trend had been for the progressives to get stopped in these congressional primaries. Uh, you know, we had the, the the relitigation in Ohio uh, from the special and and et cetera, et cetera. So now it looks like a little bit of a reversal, and he got to score the Fetterman thing that way too. That's probably the biggest progressive win
1: of the cycle so far in internal Democratic politics. Yeah, although he's kind of a balky pro- progressive, you know, he's not a, and I bet you he'll be more so going into the general election. But I do think. At the end of the day, when the the, the tally is done, the progressive group, uh, the squad, is going to be a larger squad uh, yeah. than uh, than than in this current. Well, Fetterman
0: said that he said he's he'll be the largest squad member. It's kind of like the old Andre the Giant joke from the Princess Bride. You know, get the brute squad. I am the brute squad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, I was yeah, just anyway. thinking that. Yeah, I I've, I've, bet you were. Anyway, well, we'll see. So a little progress. We'll see how these races land. There's some vote out. But it was eventful, kind of a mixed result. But uh, Trump still, huge deal. Mitch McConnell probably, you know, having Jasper bring in uh, a mint julep here to get through the nail biter with McCormick, who would be materially better for him than Oz. And uh, big old Georgia coming, right? You know, we were talking about Schrader, and we just interrupt for a sec because the Hacks on Tap decision desk is trying to get an answer on the fate of Congressman Jeff Schrader in Oregon, and it appears that he's poised to lose, poised to lose, we're, we're, we're hearing, but we still don't have final data. Ax, what, what are you finding out from, from our decision desk with the whiff of beer around it?
1: The only thing that I can tell you for sure is that his name is Curt, not Jeff.
0: Okay, good, good. That's the kind of accuracy we're famous for here.
1: But poised to lose, listen. Twenty-three points is a pretty big margin to make up. And yes, the the headlines this morning are poised to lose. So this is a big. This will be a big win if that holds up for, uh, for progressives. And we will we will update you. Ne- I bet you by next week all of the votes will be counted in that district in Oregon, and we can.
0: Yeah, our friend Dave Wasserman, the Decision Desk, uh, tells me. Uh, posted 35 minutes ago in Oregon 5, Blue Dog uh, representative Kurt Schrader with a K would need to win about two-thirds of the outstanding votes to overtake progressive Jamie McLeod Skinner's lead. Uh, Right now, he's only winning in uh, a few outstanding counties. So, Skinner may shred Schrader.
1: Yes, but... I note that Wasserman, who is, in fact, the authority on all this and who we need to get back here really soon, by the way, that one of the smart, smartest guys in politics.
0: We should get the crystal ball guys, too. They, they were a little faster on the Oz thing. But yeah, yeah, Wasserman is great and a banjo player, too, so we're naturally in. He
1: is a banjo player, but he, but he is uh, not uh, singing... Uh, the final tune for Schrader just yet yep, because he true. hasn't done his telltale, I've seen enough. So if he hasn't seen enough, we haven't seen enough. Right? Looks like Schrader's going to lose, but he may not.
0: We don't know. We'll be, we'll be back in a week with a final Schrader update. I guess we should also tag this before we go away with uh, one other note about North Carolina and the Madison Cawthorn thing. There are some mini Cawthorns running around that hopefully aren't as bad. Uh, A guy named Bo Hines, I believe, uh, uh, won a young guy, attractive candidate, yale football star, uh, but pure MAGA, uh, apparently won a primary, so he could be another young rising star, hopefully without the character faults that we saw from Madison Cawthorn. Uh, So North Carolina still a uh, fertile ground for up-and-coming MAGA Republicans.
1: All right. Well, speaking of up and coming, we're up and going here. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to skip. We know we skipped it last week. I'm going to take a nap.
0: And we know we, we're skipping it this week because we want to get this thing done and out as soon as we can. But we owe you a double, triple, special mailbag. So send us questions. We have some old ones, but send us new ones. We're, we're, we're trying to do an extra couple of questions next week. Hacksontap at gmail.com. Hacksontap at gmail.com. And then finally, on the... Uh, Murphy Gibbs' uh, Hex on Tap newsletter. Just go to hexontap.bulletin.com free by email twice a week, and we have some post election stuff there too.
1: Yeah, and Gibbs apologizes. He was going to join us this week, but had to be in traffic court. So uh, he will uh, join us next week. No, you
0: know what really happened. The Fetterman party. I heard all about this. (laughs) He was in his underwear standing on an amp, leading everybody in a chant. With an eight uh, foot,
1: remember, did you see that picture of Fetterman with an eight foot joint? As part of his pro his <laughs> pot legalization campaign, so uh, so that could explain it. You could be right, but uh, Gibbs will be back soon, and so will you and I. So good to see you, brother. Happy
0: day morning after the election. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Axe. We're, we're talk soon, pal. Okay.